Tyler. Face sucker suck dennering. I'm Connery. A gamer is a gamer, even in a dream. Hanson. <laughs> and I'm Jacob. I still know Kung Fu. Padilla. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he still is. does. Mm-hmm. Hey, remember, remember that movie Gamer? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I feel like we bring this up uh, probably more off air, probably on the pod at some point. There's a few go-to things we talk about a lot on this show. Let's like just Code say Lyoko. <laughs> like, like Code Lyoko. We don't Lyoko. talk about that anymore, Jacob. <laughs> we don't talk about Code Lyoko. How For similar now. it is to The Matrix. Uh, the Gerard Butler vehicle gamer. Mm-hmm. All, about, all about uh, Gerard Butler being a war criminal? No, just a regular prisoner oh, okay. in the future. Why is he so good at using a gun then? No, his, the kid is good at using him. But the whole premise of the thing is that he tells the kid to cut his strings, and that's how he ends up winning the tournament. Yes. Like Ultron? Yeah. Yeah, he just tells the kid, "Hey, let me." Well, he's like a a, he's like, let a, me a cop or something, right? And then he, oh, gets, okay. he got framed or whatever. I don't that know. make that makes sense. <laughs> no, this this all sounds like a Gerard Butler vehicle. Yeah, he's riding that three hundred high at this time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> man, I'm really surprised Gamer's not on Tubi. It's not. It's it on Peacock. Would totally be on Tubi. That sounds like they need to rectify that immediately. <laughs> they really do. Has Connery gotten Tubi yet? No, <laughs> <laughs> he refuses. He, I have to. He hates free movies. <laughs> I hate. Free. I mean, <laughs> the ads are annoying, but it's fine. Yeah, they are annoying sometimes. Mm. It took me like four days to watch Lone Wolf McQuaid on there <laughs> because because uh, of ads, I guess. No, more so because I was working, but also because of ads. Yeah, so it's not that you live it a very help. hectic life. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly because of the ads. Uh, this is the Franchise Podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. Sometimes we talk about Gerard Butler vehicles. Ooh, mm. London has fallen, anybody? One day, one day. We're getting there. So Olympus has fallen. Yeah. I saw that one. I heard Angel Has Fallen. It's like... It was whack, yeah. <laughs> Did you see it? I've seen all three, yeah. What's Angel Has Fallen? About? Is that one like Angel Stadium Has Fallen or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. It is. Practically. It's Angels in the Outfield Has Fallen. It's like... This Christopher time. Lloyd's a really old angel. <laughs> he just wings <laughs> to like cut off and they're all like falling from heaven. You can call me Al. <laughs> In yeah, that one, cool. they're all after Gerard Butler. Oh, interesting. He gets framed and he's a terrorist or <laughs> both, something. Both the pre- U.S. president and the prime minister are after him. Exactly. <laughs> the president gets a gun and goes after him. <laughs> Literally. Gary Winston Churchill makeup. Literally. <laughs> All right, that's so, enough. That's enough. <laughs> uh, that's enough. No more. <laughs> we are not covering the Olympus. The, the, we are not covering the, let me clarify, the Has Fallen franchise today. Mm. We are not covering Gamer. Not covering... Uh, Geostorm or Moonfall. Oh. We are covering Matrix Resurrections. The final film thus far in the Matrix franchise. So far. Thus far. You guys really think it's going to come back after this? Uh, Uh, I don't know, but they kind of set it up at the end of this movie as if they want want it to. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that was a Warner Brothers note. Mm. Anyways, fourth movie. Number 20 something years after the fact. I guess 19 years. Mm, 2003, right? Yeah. Mm. But here we are. Yeah. We're all 23 years old, older now. Yes. Oh, God. Connor's looking like the Merovingian today <laughs> in his bird suit. Not in the resurrection. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. In my weird outfit screaming at Neo. <laughs> About I, Zuckerberg. I have to be in the movie again. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sick of the Merovingian by the third movie. I like the Merovingian. I got really sick. I can tell you like him. I got really sick of him. <laughs> I can tell you like him. I don't like that you like him. No, I'm saying you can like him. I'm like, I just don't. 
We are recording. This is our, I think, our second latest episode thus yeah. far. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for our latest episode next week, everybody. <laughs> We're probably even loopier. But uh, nice. it's ni- 9.39 right now. Which, uh, Past our bedtime. We're all a bunch of sleepy boys. This is a late night edition of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Thanks to me. Sorry again. Franchise after dark. It's okay, Jacob. After dark, mm. it's going to be saucy. It's going to be... Uh, Raunchy. Oh. <laughs> it's going to be... Uh, Over the limit. Technical. It's funny enough, this will probably raunchier than your next franchise you're covering. <laughs> I think so, too. And that's why we're like, oh, this is a perfect movie to come out right before Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Because... True. Look, we'll just say it now. Fifty Shades is the next franchise. Yes. Yeah. And uh, we figured that'd be a fun, kind of funny... Interlude. Uh, interlude <laughs> into romance for around Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Our schedule got a little, like, changed up a little bit. But it's like, hey, Matrix Resurrections. I feel like all of the Matrix is about love at the end of the day. It no, really yeah, is. This one for sure is definitely about love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Anyways, here we are doing it. But before... We talk about the Matrix Resurrections. We have to talk about the video game, the Matrix in the Matrix Resurrections. Just kidding. We got to talk about our <laughs> usual segment of what's new. <laughs> Thank you, Gari. <laughs> in which we discuss any new media we've been watching, reading, uh, listening to. We kind of don't ever talk about podcasts on here. Yeah. You know, it's uh, a competition. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Every other podcast is our competition. Even the guests from other podcasts, podcasts they are our direct competition. It's very exciting to listen to. Is your usual segment of what's new? Who wants? Well, actually, we shouldn't go first. We we kind of already had a pre-planned thing. It's got two things to talk about. I think we should start first with Guillermo del Toro's newest movie, Nightmare Alley. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to some, somewhat to Jacob's surprise, we're talking about this. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know you two went and saw it together mm-hmm. at the cinema, and I Correct. saw it at, in a, on Hulu when it came out I don't okay. know, like last week. Mm-hmm. Right. And I just want to know everyone's thoughts and if we could talk about it for a little bit. Sure. I recently saw it a second time also on Hulu, nice. and I equally enjoy it the second time as well. I think it's a really well-crafted, good, like, mystery, like noir with, like, a very moral lesson at the core of it. Mm-hmm. It does feel like a noir fairy tale, and I think in that way it's very up Guillermo del Toro's avenue. And so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I, some could say it's a little slow, but... Which is what I said. Which is, which is what exactly <laughs> what Jacob said. <laughs> but I, I really, really liked it. I think it really picks up, like, after the carnival, because I'm not a big carnival fan Ooh, anyway. I think, I'm a, I think I am a big carnival you fan. You like that, yeah? Like, not so much going to carnivals, but, like, carnies and stuff. Yeah. Like, that whole culture is mm. just um, very specific, peculiar, and sometimes disturbing. Yeah, see, I just feel like a lot of times, like, maybe it's mostly TV shows, I feel that, like, whenever they go to the carnival, it's they are out of ideas. And so they're going yeah. to, like, milk the carnival for, like, weird characters to, like, pull. I just, I just never feel like it works out well for a TV show when they go to the carnival. That's like true. But I jumping guess, the shark. Yeah. Jumping the shark that's in the dunk tank. Jumping the, the spider car. woman. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. That's better. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it kind of works. I, I think it works thematically because he starts from kind of nothing. Yeah. And then he becomes a big deal through lying and mischief. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then becomes ends up nothing again. Far, but even like worse than he started <laughs> off. Lower. But uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, you know, whatever. That's spoilers for a basic character arc <laughs> in Nightmare Alley. But Jacob, what did you what did you think? I, I know it is like two and a half hours long. I did watch this movie over two nights. <laughs> I did really like it, but I did. Yeah, uh, yeah. It Seg- segmented. Just, it just worked that way. Mm-hmm. Like I just was falling asleep. But not because <laughs> of the movie. It was just late. No, but, yeah. Well, before I talk about that, I do want to say that I did watch Encounter. Ooh. Yeah. And... The first My debut. <laughs> <laughs> Your debut. Tyler's in a scene. Did you know that? I couldn't find him. <laughs> I was Kyrie looking for him Kyrie and Kyrie I couldn't bring find him. Yeah. God dang it. I'm like in a car. I looked so hard for him. Behind like a really dark screen. Mm. A dark uh, windshield. You can just well, make I, up a silhouette. <laughs> I really liked it. It was a good, it was a good oh. time. I actually did have a question about Encounter. When, okay. Like at the end... Just real, just real quick. Yeah, like this is end. a movie with Reza Ahmed, Octavia Spencer. Yes. Janine uh, Nagy Vankar. I worked on it two years ago as yeah. a camera loader. Yeah. Uh, was, were you on? Were you working on it when at the end? Did you see it coming? I actually haven't watched it yet. I need to. Okay. Well, at, at, this doesn't really spoil anything. But it's at the, okay. At the end, kind of at that final confrontation when the sun's setting and they're in the that huge... Yeah, with the, the helicopter and stuff? Well, yeah, with the helicopter and they're all surrounding him in the car. Yeah. Was that a pain in the butt to film? Because um, everything was happening at Magic Hour. So was that like, okay, how many days? Yeah, I think it was like three days. Okay. Um, I think it was mostly at night. It was the Magic Hour stuff that was like the hardest to do or whatever. Yeah, which, I figured. But, um, but it looked really good. And then some of, yeah, some of it, you can just do a lot in bringing, bringing up... Uh, uh, she, exposure she and everything and yeah. in post if okay. it's getting dark and everything and pulling yeah. filters and everything um so yeah i don't know i mean i obviously am not the one that shot it i was no, just yeah, there sure. but no like just like but there was, was a real a helicopter the well from, yeah that and, uh, was really cool when i was watching i'm like oh yeah i almost forgot there was a real helicopter because <laughs> so many movies like there aren't yeah. i'm just like oh yeah i mean that's probably expensive to rent that too mm-hmm. but no, it was yeah. worth it. It was it was cool what it was going for. Yeah, they could definitely see what they're like doing. That was that was good. I liked it. I liked the movie. Thanks. The I second re- half more so than the first half. But yeah, I liked yeah. it. <laughs> I remember that that night, one of those nights when we were shooting like on the salt flats out there, like at the helicopter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that one of those nights, uh, one of the second ACs and I thought we lost one of the like camera batteries or whatever, or like mm. left it on set. So we like took a, a little dune buggy out and we we're just like looking at looking for it for a while and like shooting our flashlights everywhere and it felt like we we're on the moon it on was, a buggy. Was it night or day? It was night. Oh yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool and like yeah. atmospheric because it was like really quiet out there. Just yeah. like driving around, I was driving around in a little uh, golf cart everywhere, mm-hmm. looking for the thing. And then we went back to the truck. So I can't find it. And it was just like somewhere on the truck. Oh. <laughs> but it was just like a. It's just glad you found it. Fun being on location with this like atmospheric places where they like nobody is there it looked yeah. like a beautiful place to be shot yeah there's at. a lot of fun locations that we shot at yeah it was a really beautiful location yeah and that that little town that was that was really cool oh yeah lone pine yeah lone pine. which uh there's a scene in 2014 godzilla that's <laughs> takes place in lone pine oh fun. really jacob how did you feel about nightmare <laughs> alley <laughs> well i liked encounter more than nightmare <laughs> so here's the thing so the movie looks beautiful for sure because Guillermo del Toro is a visual master. The cast is amazing, obviously. That the cast is what was keeping my interest. Um, I think it was, and me and Connery talked about this after the movie. Mm. Just it was just really difficult for me to care about these characters. I really don't know why. I I was 
it was definitely a noir, and I love noir. But for some reason, I love noir because I love like, um, like um. You like your angry detectives. I like angry detectives. I just like morally, morally gray people. Because usually, like I was telling you, I ca- I care about what they're gonna do next. And with these people, they were all just just too terrible to where I didn't care what was gonna happen to them. Mm-hmm. There was nothing really keeping me. They weren't like, em- like you couldn't empathize with them because they were like it was too yeah. crappy of people. Yeah, it was difficult for me to empathize. Like I thought they were kind of going with, like you know the the um, David Strayhorn's character is like teaching him how to do the con, and I thought it was going to be interesting where Bradley Cooper actually is able to do it, but he's making it seem like it's a con, but no, it just ends up he's just a really good liar. And I was like, oh okay. And I, I don't know if you guys read my letterbox review, but pretty much my thing was if you're gonna give me a a moral lesson that has been rehashed so many times of you know, if you're gonna lie to every, if you're gonna be deceitful and you're gonna rely on deception for so many people, it's gonna come back and bite you in the butt. That's a message in so many films that have been um that have been pervi- um conveyed so masterfully. Yeah. And usually, if you're gonna give the same moral tale that so many f- movies have done, it's good to give it in a perception, in a por- in a perspective that we haven't seen it or we're not too aware of before. And this one didn't give me a like um like a too gripping of a perception of that of that theme of like. Yeah, this guy's lying to everybody, and look, he's screwing himself over. Okay, I knew he was going to screw himself over. It's really clever where he ends up at the end, but like, there was nothing that made me, that engaged me after watching the movie, which usually Guillermo's movies always make me do. I, I just yeah. have too high of standards for Guillermo's movies. <laughs> and this, yeah. Yeah. I'd, yeah, throughout the movie, like because it it is like a slow burn, for sure. Like, yeah. It just, it does build up to the last scene. But I do enjoy the ride the whole way through. But yeah, it's like two and a half hours long. <laughs> um, but just watching it, several scenes, I'm like, oh, this is like very different for him. He's like trying something new, but yeah. it is at the oh, same time, sure. like you said, Connery, it's like kind of like all of his other movies, like thematically. Mm-hmm. It's just that the monster is Bradley Cooper. In in, in all of his yeah. movies, the real monster is humanity, mm-hmm. anyways. <clears> but like, <throat> yeah. there's just no monsters in this. There's just, and it's it's like, He's such a good liar, and it's like about capitalism and like just like becoming more and more successful. And he's obsessed with money, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, I guess I resonated with that a lot because it's like just working any job, especially if you're a freelancer. You're like, I gotta just keep working and working because mm-hmm. like money is means are like successful, and and you can also like pay your rent and stuff. Like, you don't ever want to like you know all, all that all that classic American stuff. Yeah. Um, so I really resonated with that in the themes more so and then the actual characters but I did think like Bradley Cooper was amazing Mm -hmm. I thought the performance was really great yeah um, yeah and the melodrama and the I mean cinematography incredible production design just like every for sure every room like I was watching it with Lily and um, Kate Blanchett's like office I love that (laughs) yeah it's Mm -hmm. like it's like phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, and so, so several times from watching it, Lily's just like, "Why can't just like everything look like this still?" <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, obviously it's like incredibly ornate, but it's sure. just like that whole style from like the '40s. It's just mm-hmm. like, it, I mean, that's just Turn could probably 
speak to it's that. Like Art Deco, isn't yeah. it? Something like that. I was talking to. I was talking. Yeah, I was talking to uh, Turin the other day about like architecture because mm-hmm. he works in architecture, and he's just like, "Well, the whole thing about architecture is that most of it's just ugly because <laughs> it's just all about money, yeah. you know." And that. So, anyways, yeah, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on Nightmare Alley, Jacob or Connery? I love Kate Blanchett in a lot. She's probably my favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah. Beautiful. I thought she was, well, she's stunning and she's like terrifying at the same time. Yep, she's good at that. Yeah. I, I like my favorite scene in it is when she does the first like deep dive and it's like snowing outside. And you just hear the record going like, or like the recording yeah. thing going in the back. I was, I was like, this is like the most scary form of ASMR I think ever right now. <laughs> But it's Kate Blanchett, so it's okay. No, but she just seems so menacing in that movie. I'm like, she's like, she was. I thought she was phenomenal. Like, I mm. liked her performance, arguably the best of everybody in the movie. Yeah, and yeah, this yeah. movie's stacked. Like, yeah, like Tony Collette's great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Defoe's good. Willem Defoe, David, David Strahan, um, and uh, Rooney Mara. Like, I felt mm-hmm. so bad for her in the the scene. Oh in the yeah. Snow, like, with I the... never see, have seen her like vulnerable like this as like a character before. So I was like, oh my god, I can I forgot it was her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny, um, especially while watching this movie. Yeah, I was like talking to Lily. I'm like, man, her and Joaquin Phoenix seem like they're perfect for each other. <laughs> like they like the the way they act mm-hmm. in movies. They mm-hmm. both have a very like they're obviously very different. Like they're individuals, mm-hmm. but they have a similar vibe. Yeah, in a weird way. It's like, oh, I'd really like to see them in a movie together. That'd but be cool. They were they were in, they were oh, in they were her, together. her, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, and they were in that Jesus movie together. Jesus oh, movie. I never saw She plays Mary Magdalene. Oh, okay. And he's talking Phoenix is Jesus. Oh, Jesus I Christ I should, Superstar? I guess I should watch it. Yeah. Hey, there's a movie where Obi-Wan's Jesus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where all the fan videos of the Obi-Wan show usually get their footage <laughs> <Yeah>. from. <laughs> Last days in the desert. Well, Last speaking of Obi-Wan, we can move on to our next thing, which Ooh. is we all watch the book of Boba Fett as Beautiful well. Beautiful segue, Connery. Oh, thank you. Boba. Boba-full segue. Boba-filled segue. How did y'all feel? We're all caught up, right? Yo, yeah, well, I finished it. Nice. Well, spoilers. Yeah, like we it. spoiled Nightmare Alley a little bit, but we're going to have full spoilers for Book of Boba Fett starting right now. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other one. Right. Boba! What is what is the Boba theme song? It's a bum, 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 <laughs> Boba Fett. They literally say Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Do they? Fett. They do. Yeah, they go Boba Fett. They're literally chanting his name. I like that. It's cool. I like, the theme. I like it more than the Mandalorian theme. To be honest, like, it's less like memorable. It's like the yeah. boom. Yeah. But it has a really cool like thing to it. Like yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. I think like, that's the kind of a hot take. But it's same composer too. Yeah. It's, it, I like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like I remember listening to it. And I was like, oh, this kind of slaps. This is gonna <laughs> Boba Fett. <laughs> yes. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, Boba Fett, best show of all time because of the theme song? <laughs> no. But, I, I, <laughs> no. <laughs> I feel like I agree with most of like the viewing audience. Like The first episodes were kind of... The first episode I thought was good. And then like second and third and even fourth, I was like, this is kind of boring. And then I... Then I got past those, and like, this is actually not good again. <laughs> you didn't like the train heist one with the oh. Tuscans? Oh, the train heist one was good. I forgot about that. the second that. one. Yes, mm-hmm. the second one is good then, yeah. Maybe it's thir- three and four are the boring ones. Yeah. 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 Jacob? Yeah. You know what's funny is, yeah, all the toxic, like, what is this? I think everybody was expecting, yeah. yeah, I think everybody was expecting, like, every episode to be, like, Boba Fett's episode in the second season of The Mandalorian, where he's just shooting everybody every episode. Yeah. And I think they just went with, uh, they wanted him to be an actual character, 
And so they gave him like the the Sopranos yeah, he's building Goodfella an empire. sort of yeah, like sort the, of thing. I like the mm-hmm. Godfather aspects of yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They gave they went the long narrative instead of like me, I think me and Connery we, before it was when it was announced, we were like talking about I wonder what it's gonna be like. And I thought it'd be like this pulpy thing where every episode he's after every famous bounty hunter or mm, something and yeah, then he like that duels would be cool. them or Which whatever. Which you would kind of expect from like Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah too. exactly. So it kinda just threw us through a loop a little, but you know, it's still there's still enjoyable stuff in it for yeah. sure. So, I, I kind of like I like him building a family and all that stuff and like a whole yeah. like crime syndicate of his own I guess family with family. honor family family. family. <laughs> there I couldn't stand the teens I will say the longer yeah. they <laughs> stuck, they stuck around the more I hated them at first I'm like oh they're not that bad and they kept being there they and I was like up, oh yeah. I hate you guys the Robo lads yeah the robo <laughs> I like Robo lads um, yeah there's a lot of weird like discourse. if you're if you're gonna graft yourself like droid parts i want you to graft yourself with droid parts and be scary looking like they all just look sexy it's boring it's extra (laughs) weird because he just did alita battle angel and it's like you think he'd be the guy to like nail this yeah and they're just kind of i don't know like i didn't love them i didn't hate them like some people hated them but like yeah it's really i think i think that shows a whole mixed bag i think the second episode where you show like boba learning from the tuscans and everything Mm -hmm. is like one of my favorite star wars stories in like in the whole like franchise, the I way was, it was shot and everything with like Dean Kundi shot it. He's like shot Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, and mm-hmm. like Holy John Carpenter crap. movies and everything. Nice. Um, and it 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 tells like a story. It it's basically like dances with wolves, but from like an indigenous perspective. Yeah, because that's right. Tomorrow Morrison's also he's Maori, mm-hmm. and I thought that was pretty phenomenal because you don't. It's like all under the guise of of genre, mm-hmm. yep. and sometimes a lot of times I feel like Star Wars doesn't go <coughs> that far in no. terms of exploring its own genre. It's usually surface level stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. just like oh, the genre is Star Wars. The Hero's not, Journey. Yeah, <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. a space western too, even more than mm-hmm. that. So it's like yeah. it's like oh yeah, like people would actually like uh, like white settlers and stuff would actually shoot buffalo and stuff from the train and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all just like ripped directly from that. So I like nice. that. That's very good. I was so sad when they were all dead. I really thought they were going to be the things like coming at the ninth hour to help him like secure Moss Eisley or something. Yeah. Instead, it's Moss Espa. Moss Espa. Sorry. How dare you? <laughs> Instead, it's a uh, corrections al- episode. Although she does go to Moss Eisley like yes. immediately, um, mm-hmm. Fennec. Even though when I was playing Star Wars Galaxies, the uh, Star Wars what? MMO, Moss Eisley was. Very far far southeast, and Mos Espo is far northwest on Holy the map. Holy so. crap. Correction. She was on a speeder. Plot hole. If Plot <laughs> hole. He shouldn't have spun. That was stupid. <laughs> what, 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 I like his spin. It's fun. If Assassin Lady is on a speeder bike going 85 miles per hour <laughs> directly to from Mos Espo to Mos... <laughs> What's it called? Omelette du fromage is your answer, Omelette du fromage. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where she hits uh, Dexter. Never mind. Deep Dexter joke. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> um, and then, okay, I feel like I'm talking the most, but I, what about Well, you're the, the Star Wars man. I get it. We all are. Jacob's literally wearing a Mandalorian shirt. Right <laughs> <laughs> Jacob's like, literally wearing a Mandalorian shirt. What was your favorite episode, Jacob? My favorite episode... What was my favorite episode? Ba-boom. Um... <laughs> Jacob's wiping his eyes, crying. No, just weeping, was, thinking about Grogu. Did I like? <laughs> I think I really liked when Mando came back. Mm-hmm. Mm. That one was directed by Bryce 
Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, that right yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard directed the fifth yeah. episode. Uh yeah. That was really well directed. It was really good. And then the next one just just had everybody in it. Mm-hmm. Um that I like was how cool. heavy the dark plate is. I was like, that's a really cool thing that's like this like it's just heavy until like he learns how to use just like going like Yeah. The, f- the physics yeah. of it are really yeah. interesting because I never knew that about it. Mm-hmm. Neither did I. There's like just... dark matter or something, like that's why yeah. it's so heavy. There's just so much of the Mandalorian. This episode did remind me that like, there's just so much of the Mandalorian lore that I'm like not caught up on. <laughs> that or it's like it's difficult for me to grasp because there's just I don't know so either. That was just that was just context clues. Yeah. I was like, Oh, apparently it's heavy tight. I really like that. <laughs> Apparently in the Rebels episode with Sabine Wren, I just barely saw that one, and mm. she's having the same problem. Why is it heavy? Because you're not worthy. Apparently. <laughs> uh, and that fifth episode, too, Bryce Dallas Howard directed, um, which, is it bad if I think I like her better as a director than her dad? No. <laughs> He's done so many movies. No. You need to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Who directed <I> Solo? <laughs> um, Solo. Uh, no, it's Han fine. I, that, it's totally fine. That, that, so <laughs> don't do it, Connor. <laughs> I'm riding through the fans. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Jacob. Keep going, uh, actually. She's a very good director. That was she, my second. It's in, the, it's in the genes. That was my second favorite episode, uh, mostly just because like, the second one I loved the most is, as like an actual story, how it was scripted, how it was shot. It just like felt very masterful and engaging. Yes. The fifth one I liked the most for it's like franchise love because yeah, you don't sure. see a lot of attention to like the prequels <clears throat> mm-hmm. and so yeah. much of that episode was about like Phantom Menace up to the point where he's like driving the Nab- Naboo that was me there's a Niles under, underfoot eating yeah. a burrito or something yeah he's eating a little pork roll mm. um, but yeah he's playing the Naboo Starfighter through like uh God, the pod race track. Yeah, from through the Phantom canyon. Menace. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot what the canyon's called. I don't know what it's called. It's fine. <laughs> the lady says the name, but I forgot it. I want to say uh, Runyon Canyon. <laughs> That's not it. Uh, It'll come canyon. to me like halfway through this episode. We should talk talk about Matrix soon. But uh, and it just reminded me. I mean, obviously, it's homage to Phantom Menace in a lot of ways, but also reminded yeah. me of like the jet the. Star Wars Starfighter video game where you have that oh. ship, yeah, and there is a lot of obstacle-y stuff like that. Nice. So that's just like, whatever. do you guys find that shit very? Nerd. Do you guys find that shit very impractical for a bounty hunter? That ship, yeah, My, it, because where is he gonna put his like targets? That's what I was yeah. thinking. Tape, I was, them to, tape them to the outside, like the front of it. Like <laughs> that, I was yeah. like, this seems really <laughs> stupid. That. Like that this was is my, like a really bad idea. <laughs> that was my thing. I was like, doesn't he need like cargo space to put his bounties? Mm-hmm. That's that was my only question, but. You know, I guess it's just his... Maybe he's not going to do it anymore. Maybe? I don't know. That's kind of like, whatever. I can rationalize anything in Star Wars. It's really usually not a good thing, because it's like, <laughs> oh, this makes sense because of that. Like, that's like the one there's franchise... There's enough more to point to. <laughs> I can't wait till we cover Star Wars on here, because like, there's so much I can just like point to. I'll and sit be here like, and just nod my head. Like, yeah, sure, Tyler. <laughs> Dexter Jetster will be in the Obi-Wan TV show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he will. Anything's freaking possible. But anyways, so Book of Boba Fett, I guess. You guys not want to know what my favorite episode is? No. No. What was your favorite episode? (laughs) No. (laughs) I I have a feeling you like the Rancor stuff a lot. I did like the Rancor. I did like the Rancor stuff a lot, you know. But yeah, I actually really liked the episode Cad Bane first showed up because I thought that was really fun. That was badass. Mm. It was ruined for me that I knew he was going to be there, but he was still really cool when he showed up. Yeah. How was it ruined for you? I the internet. 
Twitter. Did what like you saw like somebody... I saw I saw a character poster when they like posted it up on the Star Wars and I was like oh look it's Cad Bane I was like fuck oh, okay so yeah. Cad Bane's there thank you I, Star Wars I, yeah, I did a Cad frustrating Bane, I did a Cad Bane deep fake and sent it to Connery <laughs> thank you for the <sighs> <course>. deep fake <laughs> but I think he looked really cool I yeah. thought his whole like. I, don't know, I, I I like his vibe a lot. I'm really mad that he's dead. And no, I don't think he's dead. He shot him pretty good. He he's was like dead. stabbed in the chest, wasn't he? And yeah, then he's like he's, uh, he's old. His, yeah. his heart thing was still beeping. It was. It was. That's apparently supposed to indicate he's not. I'm annoyed at that because the, I wanted him to die. Yeah, just kill him. Just make the fight cooler. Yeah, exactly. Like oh, Boba Fett beat him. But yeah, evidently. The, I don't know. I think he's better than Boba Fett. Beat. I don't know. Oh, well, he, yeah, he I did think, lose. Like gunslinger, yeah. It's it's the thing with... Uh, like, Bova's wearing armor. He, he shot him like six times before he could do it. If he wasn't wearing armor, he'd be dead. Well, yeah, that's the thing with Mando, too. It's like the armor is the mm-hmm. protection. Like, that's... Yeah. Even the, the armor in the fifth episode, it's like, oh, like, we don't make, like, physical... Weapons, we don't yeah. make weapons with this armor, with the Beskar steel. We mm-hmm. only make armor. Which yeah. is That's cool. what Mando's like are that. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, we could talk about a lot of Star Wars yeah, stuff. Yeah, we could I literally... We'll to, we've been talking about it for 30 minutes now. Yeah, We should move on to Matrix Resurrections, I guess. I guess. Uh, Where I mean, I, I, will, I love to talk about it, but I just love to talk about Star Wars. It's yeah, a I good know. segue, because Neo's using the Force a lot. He really Matrix is. Resurrections. He certainly is. <laughs> it's, I would argue he uses the Force... He knows the Force more so than he does Kung Fu. I know, right? That's why I was like, should that even be... That line was so forced. <laughs> he was like, I know, I still know Kung Fu. I know you don't. You know the Force now. What's wrong with you? Oh. Oh. I think that's a war. Uh, anything I didn't like about this movie, I think it's a studio note. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. uh, here we are. Matrix Resurrections. Neo, Trinity are back. Morpheus is too, in some ways. In a weird yes. AI body. Yeah. Uh, I game. mean, huh? isn't what? he from the game? He's like the Morpheus intelligence from the game of yeah. the Matrix inside the Matrix. He's like a monster. Oh yes, he's uh, in a specific program that Neo made. Yeah. So Neo kind of like remade Morpheus in a mm-hmm. way. He is his he god now. He missed his buddy. Mm-hmm. He did. Best Who, friend. Yeah. So, what do you guys think about Matrix Resurrections? Matrix Resurrections. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't terrible. <laughs> For uh, me, it's a good start. Um, <laughs> I thought it was pretty terrible. Well, the wow. thi- I didn't. I didn't have high expectations. I didn't have low expectations, considering it was a sequ- a movie. I didn't think needed to be made. It still was enjoyable for what it was doing. It didn't try to. It for me. It didn't try. For me, it still felt like it was genuinely trying to do something. Um moving forward with the story and the world and the characters. It felt like it was genuinely trying to build on what, you know, on all that. And, yeah, it was fun seeing the characters again and see, revisiting the world and seeing... It was it was nice seeing what happened after Revolutions. Like, what was... What what, what did happen to the the real world and... And I was satisfied with what happened. It turned out that machines and humans cohabitated together and they created, there was some sort of harmony. I mean, yeah, there's still some machines that like were still being the machines. And then it was interesting that they ended up like fighting each other and then the humans just like hid and watched. That was kind of interesting. But it it made sense. Everything that happened, and like I said in my Letterboxd review for this one, it was like, a lot of in Connery's, I'm sure he probably did this too. Where every that something would happen, somebody would say something, and then I would just in my head be like, 
all right. <laughs> and then we'll just go with it. Yeah. And then just to just let it happen and just... Because it's the Matrix and it's the Wachowskis, or at least mostly Lana. It's, it's one yeah, Wachowski. Yeah, it's all Lana. Yeah, so this is, this is her baby. This is her child. So, you know, she wants to do whatever she wants with this. I'm going to just go with it because I very much admire the Wachowskis and their and their creative work. They're just always trying to be creative and always trying to push um, boundaries in whatever ways they can, which I great admiration for that, just with every movie they've ever done, including this one. I do. That's why I do feel like there is genuine effort in this movie. Um but yeah. still kind of, you know, lackluster here and there. But and I didn't really mind it as much. There's... Yeah. I also... Uh, sorry, I'll cut to you in a second. Oh, no. I, I'd rather we do positive okay. marks before, because okay. I, I just really couldn't... I thought... I, I, I have pretty much every opposite feeling that Jacob. I thought it was so obnoxious, <laughs> but good, Tyler, go. Right, shut up! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> I feel like some things that people are saying is lackluster about the movie, I agree with, but it's also, I feel like a change in how the director, not to like read too much into somebody, like what somebody else is thinking, because like that's up to that person, but it just telling from like the directorial style and the kinds of movies that the Wachowskis have been making since The Matrix mm -hmm. have yeah. become a lot more emotional and not really like, they don't, they haven't, they haven't made an action real movie since the matrix i mean obviously it's all philosophical as well but mm. it's like there's like jupiter ascending which is like a sci-fi it's like a space opera yeah i still haven't seen that um uh, i i kind of want to watch it again is that the one with like the half animal people or something yeah like that? yeah <laughs> just, yeah change him's like a dog man <laughs> and now he's directing a movie named dog <sighs> there you go i just heard that it was like super convoluted and then i saw yeah. an honest trailer and it was just honestly explaining the plot and i was like okay and then i think geronimo didn't even like it and he loves the wachowskis yeah i didn't really like him it either, and me but... love sense eight so yeah this movie feels a lot more <laughs> so like naturally this movie feels a lot more like sense eight and cloud atlas mm. and like just emotional storytelling i like cloud atlas i like cloud atlas too and it's like in all the action in this i feel like is a little like they don't not really like trying as hard but it's like no, the whole yeah. approach to making this movie is so like so different from the like extreme storyboarding of the original trilogy, especially like the first two movies or whatever. Mm. I, I'm sure they were all like rigidly storyboarded. Mm. This is all kind of just like feeling things and like putting like the actors like just moving where they want to feel comfortable mm. instead of like really blocking things out like really rigidly and having like any fight scenes in this are kind of it's not playing the same way. Even the way that like the bullet time works is totally different because they're trying something new and it like I feel like it doesn't totally work sometimes, but. Yeah. It, they're trying to, I, at least in my perspective, it, it feels like a lot more emotional storytelling than it does like precise, like cool action. There's not really yeah. cool action in this movie, yeah. which uh, I, you know, I'm not saying like people who are complaining about that are wrong because like I, lo I love a great action scene. Obviously, mm. like The Matrix had some of the best ones like mm, ever. Sure. So there's that, just that whole perspective of it. But uh Yes, Connery, give us give us some thoughts. Give me some specific things. Balance yes, I'll, it I'm out. happy to. Um, and give me one thing you liked before you go today. I liked the I liked the machine human cohabitation thing a lot. Yeah. I liked the AI design a lot of how like the, they look when they interact in the real world because I was really concerned. I was like, well, what's oh. he gonna do in the real world? So yeah. I liked how they looked. I liked that whole aesthetic. I thought that was cool. 
I really like the smooth looking circle robot that was hanging out. That was like a little like Uba type looking thing from episode three. <laughs> I love how much you reference the the like the medical pregnancy droids. I love that from thing. Revenge of the I think Sith. it's really nice. It's called the Uba bot. Uba. Etika. Etika. I'm afraid she lost the will to live. Uh, Not that one. That one's stupid. It's the one that's it's the other one. Yeah, the other one going Uba. But yeah, so that one just had that kind of vibe to me, and I did enjoy the machine-human cohabitation. It's like, this was nice. It means that the third one worked, and there's even like more machines changing their minds. And I watched this one before I even saw the second or the third Matrix, so I was really kind of jarred, I really? guess. Yes. Interesting. So this was like my... This is jumping straight into the fire. Like, okay, yeah. I watched Matrix 1, now I'm watching Resurrection. I thought you watched Reloaded first. but I, And I'm no. like, oh, you didn't watch Revolutions, that's fine. But it's like, yeah, if you didn't watch Reloaded either, it's like, where do you even have our frame of reference for this yeah, movie? Yeah, so I, I really like, have to like know a lot about the mm, lore, I think. And even now, looking back on it, I still don't like this movie, unfortunately. But I really didn't like the casting of the guy who's supposed to play... Um, Mr. Smith, I, I really didn't like him. <laughs> Jonathan Groff? Yeah. It's like, you know his name, Connery. Yeah, I, I don't know what, his look, what he looks like at all, unfortunately. But <laughs> He's very generic looking. He is. Wow. He's like, well, he is. He generically looks like, handsome. He is generically <laughs> handsome. So, And he says it enough in the movie to make me want to bash my head against the screen. But Jeez. You have to buy a new TV. <laughs> yeah, I know. But so I didn't really enjoy him much. I didn't think Keanu Reeves is a very good actor in this movie. <laughs> I what Am else? I crazy. Yeah, you are. We don't say that here. Neil I like pa- it. I Neil- like it when he had the duck on his head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris to me went from me liking him to not liking him in very wild variations. Yeah, I could see that too. Because like I do like him a lot. I like the idea of him in this mm-hmm. role more than I like him in the role. Yeah. But it's like I like it when he plays bad guys. Like mm-hmm. I still like one of my favorite N- uh, NPH roles is in uh, Starship Troopers oh. <laughs> and uh, in Gone Girl, which I guess he's not really like. Oh, he's really good in Gone Girl. He's, he's like the creepy boyfriend in yeah. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's good. He's yeah. really good in Gone Girl. Yeah. Yeah. I I forgot he's in that. Like he is really good in that. I gotta watch that movie again. Same. I think about that movie sometimes. Like, I gotta watch that. Again. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> Super yeah, scary. It's a good time. But anyway, next slit. Whenever you're taking a sad shower, <laughs> <laughs> I just put it on the I background. Should watch, I should watch Gone Girl. <laughs> it could always be worse. But, <laughs> it could always be oh my worse. God. But um, I honestly thought the premise was really lazy. Hmm. Um, yeah. I thought him be like, "Oh, it's a video game." Like, of course it's a video game. Like, it's interesting because, yeah, I don't know if I, because like the the construct of it being a video game doesn't actually make any sense because mm-hmm. that implies that like the Matrix was like a PS one game. And yeah, it's, like people went wild about this. Like, I guess it's kind of like if it was Halo. If you put it in that yeah. perspective, it's yeah. like, but like a phil- like a more philosophically like intense Halo. Yeah. But yep. it's just like. You wouldn't have the game mechanics to actually like make something this phenomenal, and no. then also when they're watching all the projections, it's like that's obviously a movie. Mm-hmm. It's not a video game, so it's all suspension of disbelief that you have to put into mm-hmm. it. Like that's something that's more like a technical procedure, like issue than mm-hmm. it is storytelling. Yeah, but I guess it doesn't help. Yeah, it does. Know? It certainly doesn't help. And I really, I don't know. I know this is swinging by something. Like some, some. Like I don't know if you guys enjoy like the meta of the movie of them like I do. commenting on itself. Yeah. But I, I, it just really didn't gel with me. Like sometimes I'm okay with that. This one I was like, this is like ham fisted and really just two in my face about more it. bullet time. 
Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was just like, I oh liked my all God. that. This is the Space Jam A New Legacy what I wanted. makes you smaller? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you know what? I'm just glad uh, all of that meta stuff was only in that scene. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Like, like they tried doing that throughout the whole movie. Yeah, it would have gotten really annoying. Yeah, so. I I liked it more than both of you guys because I could have used good. a little bit more in like later on. It's like it really kind of feels disjointed by it only being in that scene. Mm-hmm. But I also get it because he's more in what he thinks is the, the real world yeah. and stuff. So. I I you know what positive thing I really like Trinity and um, Neo's relationship. Still, I always yeah. think that's very strong. Yes, they are strongest when they're together <laughs> in yes. the movie. I feel like every other cast member really just falls short to me. Like, it's almost a waste of time. You I said, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Jacob. I love bugs. Yeah. You like bugs? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I J- love that actress, that's why. Oh, okay. Jessica Henwick? Yeah. I liked her, too. She's cool. Um, that's good. She's enjoyable. Yeah, I don't think any performances really blew me away, except for yeah. Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. And, like, she hasn't really been in a whole lot in the past true, yeah. 15 years or so. And she just stepped like, right back in like it was no time at all. And Supporting like characters in the last few years. Mm. Yeah, and um, yeah, I wouldn't say this is like Keanu's best performance for yeah, sure. Like, I feel no. like he's like better in like the John Wick movies and stuff. Because he doesn't have to emote it all in the John At Wick this movies. Point, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's a cold-blooded killer in the. Okay, John Wick you can't just say he's bad. Have you seen the movie Something's Got to Give, Connery? I oh s- God, <laughs> I hate that movie. <laughs> Why? Something's Got to Give. It's so sad. weird. No, that's. Are you thinking as good as it gets? Mm, well, as bo- good as both, it gets, I like. <laughs> Actually, as good as it gets, I do enjoy because Jack Nicholson's funny. But oh something's got to. He's pretty just... wretched in that movie. He's, he's a horrible. bad man. He, he says a bunch he's of uh, funny. He's very homophobic in that movie. He, he is. really is. But that's Which like I guess his character is the point. turnaround. Yeah, nineties thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't like what? Okay, hold on. We got to derail the whole podcast. Why don't you like <laughs> something's got to give? Jacob, you have it's, ten seconds to explain yourself to one Lily Young, who's, li- who's I know. probably not even listening to this episode. I'm sorry, Lily. It just, just, it just always weirded me out. I don't know. You don't like old people falling in love? I don't. Fuck you. <laughs> That's what Matrix. What makes you Matrix Resurrections What's any different? Something's got to give, Jacob. It's adorable when all the Jack Nicholson, Diane Keaton stuff is adorable. Yes, it's just, it's just off-putting to me when. He's hooking up with Amanda Peaton, and she's hooking up with Keanu Reeves. Erica, I love you. <laughs> it's good. Well, look who decided to show, to open the door. Look who's at the door. <laughs> but I would say, I think my you can main climb thing a with... flight of stairs. You can have sex. <laughs> Hates the movie, still quotes it. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>, very Jacob. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I feel like my recent my barb with Keanu being a not so good actor is pretty recent. Or I do feel like he's something has turned off. So you're going against the grain because I feel like most people were like he's a terrible actor for like a decade and like mm, mid 2000s. No, I feel like onwards. he was better and he's getting worse. He's done, he does decent acting in Bill and Ted, the new one. Oh yeah, oh he's pretty good in that. Yeah, yeah. he is great in that. Um, I, I think know. he's good at being comedic. I think he's good at being a cold blooded action hero. I don't think he can like emote properly anymore. You know, in the other Matrix movies, he didn't really emote that well either. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was just tapping into that again, but it just comes I off mean, as him not being a good actor. <laughs> he certainly feels like the same character. Yeah. He feels like Neo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Like, I know what you mean, Connery, where it seems like he's not acting very... And given, I, I don't want him, like, hamming it up. But no, yeah, for sure. I don't he just think... didn't do it too much in the other ones either that's yeah. a big gripe i think people have maybe mm. i'm defending it too much but i i feel like it's 
like the writing definitely doesn't help him yeah. because he doesn't feel so very autonomous. Like he doesn't really feel like the main character in this. Yeah. I agree. But I feel like that's also the point of this film and that Carrie Ann Moss is really like Trinity is kind of like the new Neo. Yeah, she's yeah. The she lead. is the one because they're <laughs> uh, they're kind of a forced dyad. Oh, <laughs> like you need both of them, you yep. know. She can fly now, and he can't, right? She flies now. She flies now. No, they both can fly. He can kind of fly, but not. Remember, he tries to take off, and then he yeah. like falls yeah, and down. Yeah, she has to like take up. his hand. I like him in this movie. He's dopey. <laughs> he's like he's kind of like he's kind of just like he's an old Neo. He's yeah. like an old like I don't know. He's just like he's our dad. She's the main character, and he's the boyfriend. <laughs> you know, he's just like oh, yeah, hey, yeah. Erica, I love you. <laughs> Erica, I love Trinity, you. I love you. Yeah. Trinity like, great. is great. Get in my backpack while I do the rest of this. Yeah, which is fine because honestly, like, but many action. It's fine to me because so many action movies are the inverse, where it's yeah. like the female supporting actor or whatever is like mm-hmm. doesn't have much to do. So I kind of yeah. like that. That's subverted. I like yes. the constructs of this movie more than I think I enjoy the actual like film as an entertaining piece <laughs> of cinema. You know? Yes. Fun to dissect, not fun to experience. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess well, to like funny cut enough, it that short. For but yeah, me, it yeah. was fun to experience. Yeah, me too. I That's feel good. like if I dissected it too much, I would not be able to enjoy the experience. <laughs> but pretty much everything that Tyler is dissecting is what I did enjoy about it because mm-hmm. I do the the like I thought it was I thought it was you know like really sweet that like Keanu I mean Keanu Neo is motivated by love to save Trinity. And it kind of goes into that general theme of the other, of all, the three, other all three movies. Of all three, he's, he's motive by love it's to save about, her. All of it's them. all about love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember yeah. uh, in the previous episode, uh, Matrix Revolutions, Ooh. Uh, when you guys were talking about you know Neo's love for Trinity is supposed to symbolize love for humanity, and yeah, that's that's what their relationship is symbolic of just human humanity caring for each other. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought it was really sweet that pretty much Trinity was the MacGuffin of the movie. Yeah. And but, yeah, it's it, even more like personal love than it is. It's like, a, like I think Connor, you said something along the lines of like a selfish, selfish love, love yeah. in comparison yeah. to like all the previous ones had like a general love for, man- for yeah. humanity. But it's like altruism that- versus like, no, I'm going to save the woman I love. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like such an inherently human thing compared to the machines. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, sorry, I think I derailed a little bit no, from right. what you're saying, Jacob. Yeah, typical, but though. Just <laughs> Go on. <laughs> Go on. Finish it. What were you saying, Jacob? What was I saying? Oh no! <laughs> Anyways, um, I, I that's what good, he does. It's a trap. You know, the Trinity is a MacGuffin. The love thing, good lighthouse, and to and helps it not be too convoluted, which is what a lot of these comeback yeah. franchise movies do. Yes, and like even the later like revolutions, I think that's something I like them. That's the thing I like the most about that movie mm-hmm. is that it ultimately the whole all of the Matrix, all the interesting concepts, um, all the sci-fi behind it, all the the whole complicated world mm-hmm. uh, between the Matrix, <clears throat> the Machine pl- uh, City, Zion, all of it. It's all real. Um, <laughs> it's all real. It just gets really convoluted, but it's like, oh, at the end of the day, actually, it's just like love is the most important thing. Don't worry about anything else in this. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the, the mech guy going, um, Did you guys like going to New Zion in this? Yeah. yeah. Io. 
Yeah, I.O. I, I really was bored there at I.O. Yeah, it kind of, I mean, I mean, well, that's, isn't that the point, Connery? I guess. <laughs> bored? To be bored in I.O.? Hold on a second. I was trying to make a sound, or I was trying to make a point of like, you guys hear that? Quiet? Silent, it's quiet, yeah. But then Niles was angrily <laughs> eating a bone underneath <laughs> us. Is, that's, that's a that. reference to the movie, right? Yeah, that's what Niobe yeah. does. Oh, it's just silence, yeah. Because there's peace. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's like, it's not supposed to be that interesting because it's yeah. like they found peace and she's just growing potatoes and stuff. And that like, is yeah. where the ro- the robots, the machines and humans are cohabitating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I just find that this movie does spend a lot more time in the Matrix, so I feel like they have learned that like, hey, Which that real like. world stuff is boring compared to the Matrix. Yeah. So. They, I think that's what they learned a lot from Revolutions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for like, sure. and that I can't knock them because I'm like, that, that's true. But then the AIs also come into the real world, mm-hmm. and that's really that's compelling sick. to me. That's like yeah. one of my favorite things because the like AI becoming sentient was like one of my or self aware and everything is probably my favorite thing about the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Like with uh, Sati and her parents and in, in Revolutions, that was cool. Um, that character she comes that's back. Cool, yep. yeah. To help them and My everything. they're built to the machines. To basically do a heist. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, do do a heist. Yeah, and it becomes like a little heist thing, yeah. which is cool. Ugh. It keeps it grounded. This, I like that this one felt, you know, the Trinity MacGuffin stuff, it keeps it grounded. That's what I like. Because like I said, just sometimes these franchise movies, when they bring <laughs> back a, an entry, like years after it ended, yeah. they, they like... Some, they're in danger of becoming too convoluted and stuff. We have to get the AllSpark. <laughs> I like that she's married to a man with children that she hates. Yeah. <laughs> married to Chad St- Chad Stileski, the yeah. director of the John Wick movies, and, and Keanu's stunt uh, double in really? the original Matrix. Yeah. Oh, that's so that's funny. They oh, work yeah. together, I think. Oh, that's fun. I did not know that. Yeah. That's an old meta commentary if he's a stunt double. Mm, right. Oh, did you like that meta part, Connery? Yeah, that's good. That's clever. <laughs> That's meta without being like overtly meta. Look, we're, that's meta without them being like, look, we're being meta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that. Ever since they said like, oh, our overlords, Warner Brothers, I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. in. <laughs> uh, no, like... That made me want to turn off the TV real bad. But they're, she, she's jabbing at Warner Brothers. She's not, no, she's yeah. not. That's a, that's something that's so funny, Lana. You can totally keep that in. That's what they think. Oh my <laughs> god! Think. I think they wanted to make a movie with her or without her because they offered this movie to her several times. But if they were offended by it, they wouldn't let her keep it in. That's but what I'm she saying. They did think the Matrix. She, she still has that power. She's making fun of them, but they don't realize it. Like you said, you're the studio exec, and like, mm-hmm. and like she's the one that's like saying like they forced me to make a new. That's the whole thing. They forced her to make a new Matrix. Yeah, I, I understand the thing with her. So being why like, we're being be forced to make another one? But. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Why not just make it? It's like you know, just they don't gri- have to like commentate on it really because she bad. doesn't want to do or it. Or be more clever. <laughs> then why is she doing it? Because, because she, she didn't trust anyone else to do yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's she like shot it in the head. I guess if they're gonna do it, I might as well do it. And it's that sort of mentality. And back to Cloud Atlas is the co-writer of uh, Cloud Atlas co-wrote this movie as well. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, Interesting. Well, it's more from people she's familiar with. Uh, I'm glad. No wonder it was able to still maintain that. Uh, authenticity of yeah. like people caring about it instead of random random warner brothers screenwriters like hey we got this person that was nominated a couple times here work with them yeah i Let suppose them it would be script. it'd be it would be much worse if she didn't have her hand on the wheel <laughs> i think like yeah weirder, this movie, i think this mm-hmm. movie's not as entertaining as it should be but i think it's has a lot more compelling ideas than it would if it was like another like 
oh, we got to come back to the Matrix yeah, if, world. If they like, had like like that the whole scene with the room with like ten writers in it talking about like what they need the ma- the Matrix reboot yeah. to be, just formulaically or just like the way this movie works. <laughs> oh no, just comparing this to something like Force Awakens mm-hmm. right. as like a movie that came from a franchise like twenty years later. Um, I mm-hmm. guess like. Is, was that only 10 years? That was only 10 years yeah, from 10 Revenge years of the Sith. Since wow. Of the Sith. That's pretty wild. Yeah. It feels like longer. 30 mm-hmm. from Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Mm. Um, that feels very, way more like a new hope or like a retread of some like character tropes and, and everything. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, up to the Death For Star sure. stuff. For then sure. this does like a 20 years later. It's like a new story, but they do come back to a lot of stuff. But no, yeah, they definitely do. Like Zach Penn, screenwriter, had like pitched an idea to Warner Brothers for to do a Matrix spinoff movie and like go back to that that world and mm-hmm. like did a lot of research into it. But it was going to not be anything like this. It's yeah. this, is, this feels more like a lot more like our tourist blockbuster filmmaking like it's like about her personal journey as a filmmaker as much as it is about like the matrix and like what that's done to her as a filmmaker yeah talana yeah Yeah. wachowski talana wachowski than it would be if it was just like here's another spider-man movie which is like there's nothing wrong with that it's just there's not one like this is kind of like what if they made spider-man 4 with Sam Raimi and, and Toby again. And he had a lot of angry commentary about coming back for Spider-Man 4. Yeah, he would put some sort of little meta little thing in there. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt probably. that Doctor... I mean, even No Way Home he would have, made He would have Bruce, Bruce Campbell come in there and say some angry things. Yeah. <laughs> even, I'm pretty sure... Uh, you cannot go into the play. You're like... <laughs> <laughs> like, I think No Way Home made some jabs. I think the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is going to definitely make some jabs. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's like the boss letting the underlings complain, you know? They're going to let them, people are, a bunch of people still will watch it and they're still going to get their money. So, yeah, sure, complain all you want. Gripe up. Do you think that Agent Smith is more of a threat or Algae Rhythm? I think Algae Rhythm is a greater threat oh in this God. iteration of Mr. Smith than... <laughs> you think Algae Rhythm from Space Jam A New Legacy could take over the Matrix? No. You think he could defeat... I want to see that Does he have the match. entirety of the metaverse on his side? <laughs> I guess so. He's got like a bunch of like... He's got a crappy looking Joker, Mr. Freeze. Agent Smith, the dragons. Is, Agent yeah. Smith is in the audience of that basketball game. Oh, he's got a Smith too. Wow. Mm. Wow. 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 Um, yes, I think he could beat the shit out I'm of Jonathan Groff. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm a car. <laughs> uh, I do have in my notes uh, Merv and the Dumb French Bum Gang. <laughs> so I guess I didn't really like that scene too much. It sucked. The Merovingian fight scene. That's my that's my biggest gripe about this movie, I think. I was really looking forward to the action sequences. Like, all right, I'm, I can't. I'm, the, we're gonna get some awesome Matrix action sequences, and yeah. there was some cool stuff, but it was shot. It was mostly Neo getting the shit kicked out of him in that scene. Yeah, there's like, yeah, the way they they do the Matrix and like, I mean, the Matrix, the way <laughs> they do um, bullet time and everything in this, and yeah, Neo just stops a lot of bullets in this more so he does like fighting. He's more psychic. He even yeah, which I kind of. Maybe I'm rationalizing the movie too much, but I like him being like an older character now, an yeah. older actor, and now like he's he's like Yoda, you know? Yeah. It's like yeah, 
Yoda used to do all these flips and shit, apparently. scream at the top of his lungs. <laughs> yeah. But now... <laughs> well, <laughs> that literally gave me a jump coming from my coming into my <laughs> Take that, Count Dooku. To becoming, like, a very wise old Jedi who probably can't do backflips anymore, no. but he can train somebody. Yeah. But uh, he's got, like, but. incredible psychic abilities still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but... Well, just that the actions, a lot of the fight scenes, you know, they, they're doing the quick cutting every now and then. It wasn't too much, thankfully, but it's still going on. Yeah, like that train sequence is pretty messy. Yeah, yeah. The train se- And when they're fighting the Merovingians gang, like the rejects or whatever the freak they were, like that, that I feel like was an opportunity to see some like cool fight sequences, just like in the other ones where yeah. the camera's staying still and you're watching them do their moves and it was a lot of the quick cutting and whatnot. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of wide shots and stuff. Yeah. And, um, the bullet time is a lot of like undercranked camera as opposed to like slow-mo uh, with a bunch of like the whole cameras programmed out. Niles <laughs> 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 is just making weird sounds. <laughs> Uh, more so than having all the cameras laid out to do like that classic bullet time thing. Now it's like, let's just like undercrank the camera. And like, it's just not, I just don't think it's as compelling. I'm no, glad that they yeah. tried something new, mm-hmm. but I do like it when, um, it's not the architect, the, uh, the analyst, mm-hmm. Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah. Like it goes to like, Neil goes to meet Trinity at her cool ass bike shop thing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this scene is so fucking cool. <laughs> like, it's just one of those scenes where like Neo thinks she's so cool too. Yeah. And it's just like, like I don't oh, know. Oh, she's rare. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's I really rare. like that he really likes her. Yeah. And like, she really likes him. Like, yeah, I, it's really I just adorable. like seeing them together. It's really it's nice. Really adorable seeing them fall in love with each other all over again. Especially like two actors who are in their 50s and everything you don't mm-hmm. see a lot of yeah movies that star two like middle-aged people that mm-hmm. are it's like an action adjacent like mm-hmm. sci-fi movie and yeah. it is the relationship that he's breaking his matrix he's like i yeah. have done this like 10 times because you guys keep finding each other and it's so annoying yeah and and uh i mean this movie only exists because of the first three but i will still take it that it's like two middle-aged people in the middle of this story mm-hmm. it's uh it breaks it goes against the grain yeah it sure does. yeah exactly which is admirable. Mm-hmm. By the way, Connery, the thing that allows like Morpheus to go into the real world, yeah. the AI Morpheus, it's called an exomorphic particle codex. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I wrote that down. I'm like, that's a cool sounding thing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> exomorphic. Lord. What was it? Exomorphic particle codex. Particle codex. I like that. <laughs> and then I'm wondering just, it's fine that Lawrence Fishburne isn't back. It's I was okay with Morpheus like dying. I'm just wondering... If just that this iteration of a Morpheus character was really necessary, I'd, I'd be cool. I would have been cool just a brand new character, you know, similar to Morpheus, reminds Neo of Morpheus, but not Morpheus. I had a I have a note here that I'm I think I'm talking about the video game, and I'm like, either Neo made a very successful FMV game. Or yeah, they should have right. used actual clips from the Matrix video game that exists. Oh, Enter the Matrix? Yes. Rules? <laughs> Which would have been the most... I, I guess meta, I would have applauded if they did like yeah. actual <laughs> Matrix video game. Yeah. I would have been like, that's super cool, amazing. Or, But I was like, otherwise, they just kind of show like, footage from the Matrix. So, I'm like, so it's like an FMV game? Like, I'm confused. Right. What's yeah. FMV? Um, full motion video. video. Yeah. Um. It's like a Night Trap or a... You know, it's like when it's like a shot on 
like it's camera footage. Yeah. And you choose like different selections. Like mm-hmm. all the actors are on screen. Like it's not it's not like digital programming video yeah. game. Like it's you know, it's like I'm filming you. Is it like Mass Effect? No. No, not at all. It's like literally like a movie. Right. Yeah. And then but you just interact with it. Like what's it called? That freaking Black Mirror episode. Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Yeah, Bandersnatch. It's like yeah, it's a Bandersnatch. It's basically a, an FMB game. Hmm? Um, Jacob, what were you saying right before that? Uh, that the Morpheus character was oh, yeah. strange. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, I feel like that character... Smith was strange too, but... yeah, I feel like both those characters make more sense in context if they made a sequel. Yeah. Where it's like that Morpheus AI would have to like create its own identity in the second movie. Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's just like learning to become... Didn't he end up being a combination salt. of Morpheus and Smith or something like that? Well, it was Smith. Yeah, but then it was weird. But then Smith overtook John. I don't know. Yeah, it's too convoluted. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff going on with all that. That's like you really need to know like the lore of this to Mm -hmm. really enjoy it. It's like so this movie I feel like really fails to deliver like a crowd pleasing experience at all. Um, I really enjoyed a lot of it because of just like knowing so much Matrix lore, especially rediscovering Mm -hmm. like a lot of stuff having just covered them. But yeah, I, I, it's a really weird blockbuster. I think. I I think when we talk about this one, I think I don't think she wanted big crowd pleaser moments. Like, no, I don't think so either. But it's like a big budget movie, and it's the Matrix. Yeah, so, so it's, not, it's, it's not subverting expectations. And it's the fourth entry, so you know anything past the third one, you're kind of making it for the people. Who are keeping track of all the lore and all the stories? Or you're making it because the studio said we're going to do this with or without yeah, you. Or yeah, I feel like it's so deep and nerdy <laughs> that like she knows everything going on in that world like yeah, so well exactly. yeah. that I really appreciate that as like someone who's very interested in like all the franchise lore of something and like mm-hmm. how everything works in that world yeah. and how well that goes into like telling a conventional story at the same time because that's a whole other thing. And this is definitely not like a conventional <laughs> storytelling. No. Probably Star Wars is the only exception of people, of a bunch of different people taking somebody's original thing and then doing their own thing with it. Whereas every other franchise, when they have brand new creators, it just goes in all these different directions. Um. Yeah, but I I think Star Wars now has like its own problems where it's like mm-hmm. both playing it too safe and then also trying to do new things that. Like, just talking about Book of Boba Fett, there's a lot of things in that that feel very Robert Rodriguez that don't feel like Star Wars. Like, yeah. I think the first episode where, like, Boba has to go fight that, like, uh, Ray Harryhausen creature in the desert, basically, it's like, that's very just his influences and doesn't really feel like that thing would actually live in Tatooine. Oh, yeah, that very, forearmed thing? Yeah, very specific reference, which I didn't mind because I understood the context of it. <laughs> it's not Goro. Yeah! <laughs> 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 um... But that's the thing. It's like, oh, I get where he's coming from with this, but I understand completely why this doesn't feel like it fits because it, it doesn't really. Yeah, that thing did not look like it hung out in Tatooine. <laughs> I totally forgot yeah. about it, in fact. There's that and the whole thing of like Luke. Like, it's basically like a Luke deep fake. And I'm still curious about how that works with like, I, I'm pretty sure Mark Hamill was involved in some way. He must. It um, sounded like a robot. It was very strange. Well, it was a robot. It was yeah. all synthesized. Uh, it was all uh, produced from an AI. Yeah, I was very old, off yeah. put by it. So was I. But like ever since Back to the Future Part Two, which I think I brought up in that movie, like mm-hmm. you couldn't, 
re- you can uh, replicate an actor. Like you can have mm. an actor play another actor with like makeup. That's that's what happened to Crispin Glover mm. in in that movie. Yeah. He sued them for his likeness rights, and it's like. Mark Campbell could have done that, but maybe they just paid him like a bunch of money and he didn't say anything about it. Yeah. They or, should just have Sebastian Stan, Stan play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> young Luke. So I'm down. I'm down. I like I, yeah, I, I don't care. They want to tell young Luke stories, just cast a young Luke. I, I don't want yeah. some weird synthetic robot person talking. It's really, it's disturbing. really up, it's upsetting. I, I, I enjoy I was able I still was able to enjoy what they were doing. It just yeah, you, you might right. as well just have a, a real person. Grogu, <laughs> you have to choose which do you want, the yellow shirt or do you want the lightsaber? Or epic lightsaber. <laughs> lightsaber fun time. Belong to Master Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> that basically is what it is. Which is like, they did a really good job, like the the people who were working on it did a really good job at doing mm-hmm. what they were told to do. Yes. But it is True. disturbing and it's like one of those like, Six sense things where it's like that's not a person. Yeah, you can hear the <laughs> cadence. Not, of the I machine. don't like that. Get that out of here. Like it's it's disturbing to yeah. like a human. Mm-hmm. Get like, up, always get up. I mean, it's like whenever I read this, I was like, oh, that line meant so much to me. I'm like, it sounds like a Surrey saying that to me. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like a it's like a Terminator. Yeah, get up, like always get up, so I can shoot you again. <laughs> it's disturbing because oh it looks like a person, but it's not. You know? No, yeah. Um, I mean, but it is a person that they put a fake face on. I told you guys that like that like dumb horror theory where it's like, why why are people afraid of like things that look human but aren't? No, I don't think so. Or I don't remember it. Oh, it's it's like some <laughs> dumb like Reddit thing where they're like, Why are we afraid of like the uncanny valley? It means like somewhere in our system we had to deal with something one like once far long ago of something that looked human but wasn't human. So that's why we have the uncanny valley. Oh, where we're like nervous around things that look human but aren't, and I'm like, eh, man. mimic. No, it's okay. scary, yeah, but mimic. <laughs> it's it's Mo- a mimic. A movie I made Connery watch about bugs. <laughs> about bugs, indeed. Cool looking bugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Judas bugs. Or yeah. They're called. Yeah, Judas they were the, they were they were the Judas bugs because they were That's meant to betray cool the other name. bugs and kill them all. Yeah. yeah. The last thing I really want to bring up with this movie, and I don't mean like I really want to bring it up. I just mean like the last thing I want to bring up in this movie. Yeah. Is Jada Pinkett Smith. Mm-hmm. as the same character as Niobe, but she's like in old makeup mm-hmm. and everything. Right. The first scene with her, I'm like, wow, like I haven't seen her in a movie in a while either. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's in stuff, but like, I just haven't seen her in a lot of stuff recently. Yeah. And, and I was like, Oh, I actually think she's doing like a really good job. And like the prosthetics look really good. Yeah. Right. And yeah, then no, she was good. And then she kind of sticks around for four more scenes. I'm yes. like, oh right, these are. This is one of the filmmakers that made Cloud Atlas. Like, <laughs> it's like they got to show that prosthetic stuff for like a really long time and like make it convincing as a character. Yeah, it's like oh, I could have done with like one less scene with her, but she overstays her welcome. She overstays yeah. her welcome, but she's like really good when she was there. Oh. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, all right, I don't really. Need, but yeah, but she's also. Has character development too, where she is a human that survived through all this. Like Morpheus died, yeah. and she sees like the machines turning on each other. But she kind of has like PTSD from yeah, living she, constant warfare. She's waiting for something to go wrong again. Yeah, so she, she has that mentality of war still. She doesn't yeah. want them to do anything, Neo and Trinity, because mm-hmm. she thinks that it could lead to war again. She's like, just listen to the peace, mm-hmm. and it's like that's true, but you can always have something better. Yeah, you, know? but, yeah, you don't make sure. a move for too long, and things will slide back to the way they were. Is that what they say? No, I made that up. Oh. Is that what they say? No, I made that up. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think the very ending of this movie is a little cheesy and silly. And yes, <laughs> rainbows, huh? 
Sounds pretty cool. <laughs> We're going to do whatever uh, we want. In this y'all like now. the... And they punch his jaw off. <laughs> yeah, they do rip his jaw off. Yeah. Several times. She kicks it off. Y'all like the swarm? What? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the zombies, basically. Yeah. Oh, the, oh right. Like the, the, the AIs. I do yeah. like that. It takes them over, and then they got the Matrix stuff yeah, yeah. code in there. Because they're right? bots. They're not yeah, they're like bots, yeah. right. people. So I was like, like, that's kind of oh the the, the swarm. swarm. I li- yeah, I like it, and they solve an issue from like the first Matrix where it's like, oh yeah, Neo and Trinity killed all those people. Yeah, like those are real people in that in those police that when they went to go save. Yeah, Mark and they Morbius. address that they're real people. <laughs> yeah, and um, so the swarm are just bots that were placed by the analysts, mm-hmm. but they're also like just zombies that go after mm-hmm. Neo and Trinity, which I think overall. Me personally, they work really well until like they become human bombs or they're just like falling off buildings. I'm like, yeah, that's that, cool if they explode. But yeah, they kind that of was like, crazy. Yeah, they just go <laughs> plop. When they started doing that, I was like, holy crap. Yeah, for sure. Crazy <laughs> stuff. Is there anything else you guys wanted to, to say about this movie before uh, wrap up? Anything about this movie and the franchise as a whole? Because this oh, we is can the... Do, we can do the rate. We will, but okay. before that... Uh, Gotta cover what's new. <laughs> Again, <laughs> just start over. Elden Ring <laughs> reset. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to Elden Ring. <laughs> I am. That's all I can think about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish the action was shot better. Uh-huh. But I'm okay with the story. I loved seeing the characters again. I loved seeing how, like I said before, I loved seeing um, what happened after Revolutions. That was, you know, it's always, when franchise, like, end, you're always curious, like, I wonder what happened next. So it's, it was cool seeing that. And uh, It feels kind of like a postscript in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like, a, you know what, this was a really long and entertaining epilogue for me. Yeah. It's like at the end of Lord of the Rings book when like it's like yeah and then Legolas and Gimli hung out forever. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like all right, it's cool. Like, like I watch, like this. Don't they do that in the end? <laughs> and Saruman tried to like attack the Shire and they, <laughs> and they team off. up to stop it. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. I'm like yeah, yeah. I, I would like to see that. Sure. Yeah, but that I mean, sounds like, badass actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're bringing that movie to Palantines. Yeah. Wait, what movie? The Gimli and Legolas hanging out movie <laughs> where they have to stop Saruman from attacking the Shire. To Palantines, the things we haven't brought up until now. Mm-hmm. You yeah. now have to explain. Mm. No, we don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Final thoughts, Connery? You know, I can't say I enjoyed this movie because I didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Yeah. But, you know... Cohesiveness. I, yeah, there's a... There's, I, 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 I really understand what you guys are talking about a lot of it, and it did kind of make me respect the movie a little more than I did, I will say. But... I don't know. Ultimately, the meta stuff really didn't gel well with me. Uh, I found myself just really, what's the word, detached. I I don't know. Like especially mm. after seeing the third one now, I don't feel like it needs an epilogue at all. Like I'm just like it's it's peace. It's the end. But knowing that Lana just did this, where they're like, we're gonna make it with her without actually. I'm going to. I'll make it one thing. I'm going to make it a little spiteful almost. But so that to me is kind of a turnoff. Like she just kind of seemed like had a lot of spite in it for like the studio or like the idea is like, I have to do this. Otherwise they're going to get some losers to do it. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like I wish you just did it and weren't like angry about it. But I feel like it's really just that one scene, like the meta stuff. And then the rest is just like, she's just putting like, 
it's all about love for the most part. Yeah. And then, but Still. then she gets a little too in love with like the world, which mm-hmm. I also did. It's like the whole. We'll talk about it when we cover Phantom Menace, but <laughs> it's a little like, yeah, it's still just exploring the world a little too much for the common moviegoer. Yeah, it gets that, a little uh, heavy handed. Just wants to be entertained. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, other than that, it has some enjoyable aspects to it. Like I said, I, I like the machines, I, I, and I like the relationships that they build with the people. I like the AI design. I can't say I'd be interested in a sequel to this, though. Like, I, I don't really feel like that's necessary unfortunately uh, yeah i don't think i am either but if there is one i'll watch it <laughs> yeah. yeah i think something like uh i don't know i get this point i was thinking like oh maybe like a mini series or something maybe to follow up because like, it's because it's become more and more like the route that this movie took it's becoming more about the characters than it mm-hmm. is about big blockbuster filmmaking i do like a five episode miniseries on hbo yeah. max about neo and trinity and that's what i'd probably be able to put up with yeah i would just want one about bugs and her team yeah they felt very underdeveloped in the movie it was mostly focused yeah on we didn't even talk about neo the trinity cool, yeah we didn't even talk about the cool german guy or anything like all those all that group that just like kind of goes in and then like they don't do much no, yeah. but they were just static to me like i don't know like i didn't like you said, they blend into the background because they're not that interesting. Yeah, this, yeah, kind of the same for me. It was like, hey, it's a Sense8 cast. Good seeing them again. <laughs> is that really <laughs> what it is? Yeah, most of them were from Sense8. Oh, yeah. that's funny. But uh, um, Jessica Henwick wasn't. She's brand new. Mm. Uh, Tyler, what, what are your final thoughts about this then? Um, I uh, I enjoy thinking about it more than I think I did like watching it. Mm-hmm. Because I've sat on it for like a few weeks now. Yeah, it's probably uh, been like a month and a half or something. Yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah, because it left HBO Max. Yeah, so I've just been thinking about it for a while, and that's I think worth a lot compared. Like a lot of movies, I don't think about nearly as much. Mm, that's true. Um, for this long too, it's like there's so many fascinating concepts. But yeah. when watching it, if I watch it again, I'm like, yeah, this is. I don't really like this scene. <laughs> this one's kind of messy. Mm. Um. <sighs> Yeah, it's not as cohesive as any other movies. Like, it doesn't, like, yeah, it's like she's a little more all over the place. Lana mm-hmm. is in this movie, like, directing this movie. Like, what she wants to focus on, mm-hmm. you know, is is more specific. But at the same time, it doesn't really pull the whole story together, mm-hmm. I think. Like, so, there's a target, but she uses, like, a shotgun to, like, hit it. So it's kind of like, it hits it yeah. most of the time. But, like, then it's, like, scattershotted everywhere as well. And I'm like, yeah, oh, I like... that's a good uh, analogy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like all the little points that she picks mm-hmm. out and stuff, but... I think as an entertaining blockbuster movie, it, it largely fails. It yeah. was a big box office bomb, but I think part of that also is because all the weird HO, HBO Max like fuckery going on. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> Are that they is. getting sued or something? Yeah, I think so because they're putting all their like DC, like Batman, Aquaman and stuff, all direct to theaters next year. Oh, cool. Okay. So this it's year. just like all their yes, this year. Yeah. Now. This year. Um, Black Adam and like all the other like uh, Village Roadshow mm. uh, pictures, which co-produce this mm. assuming hbo max right now because they put this on hbo max yeah. all that stuff you know with dune and all all that all that if you're listening to this <laughs> podcast you probably know about all this stuff yeah but yeah i think it fails as a entertaining blockbuster but as like a big franchise nerd like me i i enjoyed thinking about a lot of this stuff and i like seeing where the characters went and i just want to like read more like hey give me some matrix books mm. you know you don't have to make a whole movie a hundred million dollar movie just like write some books and like i'd probably read them the matrix graphic novel yeah that too i yeah. think you get them all done with like a whole matrix novel if you ask me <laughs> or hey just make another animatrix yeah make another animatrix that'd be fun oh well gentlemen ratings who would like to go first you want to go jacob sure 
I feel like I've talked so much this episode, especially when you I said know, that one thing. And I was like, oh, and now I'm still talking over you. And I said, it's your turn. Oh, my God. You have a problem. You're so meta about how you are on this show, Tyler. <laughs> I'm the Lana Wachowski of this podcast. That's a compliment. Oh, wait. I was going to ask, why didn't Lily join again? This Lily movie? Wachowski, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant <laughs> Lily Young, yeah. third secret third host of the podcast. Um, I, know really, she... I thought she was the. <laughs> She's, yeah. Where's my fellow cancer? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because uh, she didn't watch this movie. <laughs> I don't know how much she would like be interested in being here. Um, besides um, seeing you guys, of course. Oh, of course. Uh, but she was. I think she's just kind of burnt out on filmmaking, as far as I know. Like mm. making big projects like this. She did. She produced a. Uh, Directed some episodes of a uh, Stars uh, TV show miniseries thing set in Chicago. Right. Um, yeah, so she just yeah. was like, I'm done with Matrix. I, I think she wanted to do something more small scale. And she she did executive it. produce, though, I think, right? Uh, I don't know. Probably, but I don't I feel know like for sure. She did. Yeah. Mm. That just takes a credit, really. <laughs> they just gave yeah. some money or something. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah, my ranking is uh, Matrix, and then Reloaded, and then Resurrections, and then Revolutions. Hmm. Pretty much everything you guys said about Reloaded on your episode is like exactly how I felt about the movie. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun, very fun movie. It, it did is. everything that I love what that sequels do. Yeah, I'm the same with you. It's Matrix, Reloaded, Resurrections, Revolutions. That's what you said, right? Yes. It gets yes. really confusing with all the R sequels. I know. I know. <laughs> we played that game. All you made you guys made some better names. <laughs> what was the best one? <laughs> I liked Rebirth. Ooh, was that you? I think that was that you. Was you? No, that was oh, you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds more like you. That sounds like a Resident Evil movie. It does. <laughs> Resident Evil Rebirth. Although you guys thought the Matrix Return sounded lame, I'd, I'd be down for Matrix Return. It's a little lazy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's like the first like the Matrix. submission on like the yeah. writing board of like what yeah. the title is, Matrix Returns. I was like, ah. Ooh, that's very yeah. meta. Like, <laughs> it, is, it is very meta, The though. Matrix colon, we're back. We're back. <laughs> we're back a Matrix story. They're all dinosaurs. Matrix. Oops again. Oh, God. <laughs> Oops all Matrix. Oops all Matrix. <laughs> okay, Connor, what's your rankings? Reloaded. Matrix. Uh, it's a wild man. Revolutions, <laughs> revolutions and Resurrections. Ooh, interesting. All right. You liked... Revol- this. Okay, just give me real quick. <laughs> why did you like Revolutions better than Resurrections? I think it has more interesting things to say than Resurrections does. Hmm. Just generally, just generally, I and I think there's some cooler stuff happening in it. I like Baby Machine Head at the end a lot, <laughs> yeah, more so than any other machine design. I like that one better. Baby Face Nelson, Baby Face Nelson. Um, what if you fail? <laughs> I won't. It is done. <laughs> it's just, it's just, um, the, what is that thing called? What thing? I almost said Jafar. Jafar. <laughs> it's not Jafar. The friggin' the friggin' lot tiger in the you know. Shere Khan? No, in the Aladdin. Tiger in Aladdin. The Raja? cave. Oh. The cave. What's oh, the cave of wonders. The cave of wonders. Thank you. It's not like cave of wonders. You just Enter. Said. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I did. I did sound like the cave of wonders. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I like the final fight with uh, Neo and Smith, even though it's slower than Reloaded. But I don't know. I just feel like it. It has more of a sense of a finality to it, and this one. Definitely is like, do you want more Matrix? And Resurrection's like, do you want more Matrix? I'm like, no, I don't. I'm, I'm done. I finished my food. Thank you. Yeah. 
That's why it's like got that epilogue feel. Yeah. So you, it's nice to know, but you don't need it. And I'm always a fan of like endings in general. I used to not be as a kid, but now I really like I like things that have a firm conclusion to them. And sometimes yeah. I get a little upset when they drag back up again. No, yeah, that's that makes fair. sense. And, yeah. Uh, same, same. I think it's because you're older. You yes. Yeah. You can tell some things just should stop. Yeah. It's Stop, like, please. It's, yeah, it's it's like like Harry Potter dredging around um, Fantastic Beasts. I'm like, something Stop. should die. Let it die. <laughs> like, just let it end. Just, please, let it end. please. But yeah, that that those are my thoughts, basically. <laughs> your ideas, your guys' ideas on um, an alternate story for Revolution sounded cool too. Where where was it? Oh, was the Odyssey thing. More like an Odyssey of trying yeah. to get to the city. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Like including where Morpheus comes with them, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Would have yeah, been good. Morpheus does nothing in that movie, which is bullcrap. Yeah, he kind of stands around and says like, "I believe." He's like riding shotgun in the ship. That's it. Yeah. Wee. <laughs> My girlfriend's driving. My girlfriend's driving. I got my seatbelt on, and I brought snacks. I'm supporting her. Okay, all the tr- all the training motorcycle stuff in this movie is fucking dope. It is. It's yeah. cool. Love it. Resurrection. It's cool. This one, Resurrection. Yeah, Resurrections. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, that was cool. Mm? It's very true to her character. Okay. Anyways, yeah. that's our episode on the Matrix Resurrections. Thank you so much for listening, Jacob Padilla. Thank you so much for being guesting. on once again for guesting. Good to be back. It's good to be back. I still know podcasting. <laughs> I still know <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> wow, I'm a car. <laughs> Kachika! <laughs> what? Who says that? That's it. The evil car, his rival. The he green says Kachika? He, he goes, Kachika, Kachika. It's when he rips off his Lightning McQueen's bit. Uh, can't wait to cover Cars 2 and 3. Uh, Woo! One that is. I'm going to talk um, about that guy a lot. Jacob, thank you for joining us. What do you have to plug? Uh, go ahead and follow me on my socials, AJ Padster. Um, and yeah, go ahead and follow my tour photography, which I'm trying to start back up again. I have a couple ideas of what I want to do with some figures I still need to purchase. Ooh. But um, yeah, I had some activity on it recently. It was a Wide-Eyed Wanderer 63. <laughs> go ahead and give that a follow. And uh, Jacob just moved into a new, a new apartment. So congratulations sure to Jacob. Thank you. Now Roger. let's dox him. Give me your address. <laughs> uh, what's your address again, Connery? <laughs> 8426 Greenville Avenue, Florida. Whoa. 1010101. It's hot here. Connery, what do you have to plug? If you enjoy the sound of both mine and Jacob's voices, you'll probably enjoy Starship Impala. It's an actual play role-playing game podcast where me, Jacob, and three other amazing friends play the Starfinder game. You can find it on the Apple Podcast app or on the SoundCloud app. Tyler, oh, over 100 hours of content waiting for you to devour. Tyler, what do you have to plug? (laughs) Thank you for... For telling me about the hundred hours of content, uh, follow me on Instagram, Facebook. Or wait, what? Don't follow me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> follow me on Instagram at Tiny Vice. Any posts oh, I've been man. doing, uh, any I don't know movie related things that I'm sharing on my stories. Is well Neon Apothecary still active? Uh, yeah, I mean it's still up. <laughs> <laughs> I just haven't posted anything in a while. Follow me at Neon <laughs> underscore Apothecary, <laughs> where I take photos of neon signs and such. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I haven't. I don't know. I have a bunch of the backlog that I just never put up. Mm. But 
do that too. Follow us at Franchise Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, TikTok. What other social medias we're on? Snapchat. Tubi. No, we're not on Snapchat. We should be on Snap. <laughs> we should be on Tubi, Tubi. Live. <laughs> <laughs> we should be the first live stream show on Tubi. Uh, uh, nice. If only. Email us the Franchise Podcast. If they realize the amount of we talk to them. <laughs> Talk about what? them. They'd give us a live stream show on Tubi. Somebody please sponsor us, uh, Tubi. And then Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> email us at the franchise podcast at gmail.com for any uh, questions, comments, cons- uh, compliments, mm. uh, concerns, <laughs> complaints, credits. <laughs> credits. <laughs> Republic credits will do fine. Uh, please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts to help us grow the show. Share the episodes when they come out. Do whatever you can to help us out, please. We yes. need to. We need everybody to listen to this because we're all just so funny and smart and nice and Handsome. we all, we love you. <laughs> we love you guys. Please keep listening. Always. Besides um, me, for the love of God, let them reference. <laughs> let them talk to other people on the show. <laughs> we'll literally name you if you interact with us random people on the show. We if, will talk about you. And also, if Jacob's not on an episode, we'll still talk about Jacob. Oh yeah. <laughs> So thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to Grayson Hands for our artwork and Nick Viverka for our music. And until next time, it is so much simpler to bury reality than it is to dispose of dreams. Whoa. Wow. Keep on dreaming into the future. One pill makes you smaller. Time keeps on ticking, ticking. Makes you larger. Into the future. One pill. Okay, let's get the hell out. Never knew this was the remix that I needed. <laughs>